Welcome to Realty Talk, the show that brings together the country's most authoritative and respected property experts. Follow us on all the socials and subscribe for updates and exclusive offers. Realty Talk is powered by realty.com.au, connecting buyers, sellers and agents differently. Greetings and welcome to Realty Talk, where this week we return to normal programming after our special 500th show celebrations. I'm Borshi Martin from Know How Property Finance, and we've got more great innovations with a focus on property management to discuss with you this week. To kick things off, Jeremy Goldschmidt from Rent Better joins us to reveal an innovative DIY property management platform that can help over 400 to 660 odd thousand landlord investors who choose to self-manage their properties. As home ownership rates decline to record lows as housing costs and values continue to rise, the growing housing deposit hurdle is preventing many from getting onto the property ladder. But new industry disruptor Coposit is solving this. And CEO Chris Ferris joins us for part two of our feature to reveal all the details. Now, one of the biggest time-consuming headaches and cash flow inhibitors for landlords and property managers is trust account administration. But the innovative managed app has solved this by creating a equivalent PayPal for property platform and co-founder Tom Richards joins us to discuss this game changer. And to round out the show, I conclude our property management series by giving you all the questions that you need to ask to engage a truly great property manager. And before we get into it, make sure you don't miss another episode of Realty Talk by signing up on the realty.com.au homepage so that you can get every show in your inbox every week. And I'll even throw in a free copy of my award-winning book, Get Invested, for taking and making the effort. Now, we've got a lot to unpack, so let's get on with the show. Hi, and welcome. Now, if you're a long-term whole capital growth property investor, the one thing that makes or breaks the quality of your investment journey is the ease and effectiveness of your property management. And while we've been strong advocates for independent, dedicated specialist property managers, as opposed to the average run-of-the-mill operators attached to real estate sales offices, there are still upwards of somewhere between 400-odd to 660-odd thousand Aussie landlords who choose to self-manage their properties. Now, normally, this is a very time-consuming and risky exercise because in the increasingly litigious world of residential tenancies, you just don't know what you don't know and you can be making costly mistakes without even realizing it. But an innovative DIY property management platform called RentBetter is changing all of this. And the CEO and founder, Jeremy Goldsmith, joins us in a two-part special to discuss the details. So welcome to Realty Talk, Jeremy. Thanks so much, Bush. It's great to be here. Awesome, mate. Uh, been looking forward to having a chat to you for a while to sort of balance the books in relation to the professional versus self-managed exercise. So just to kick things off, uh, what does it mean to self-manage your own property and, and how did you actually get started in the business? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we've got a, a bit of a throwaway line here at Red Better, which is you bought it, now really own it. And I think that's really true for investors and those people who have purchased a property who ultimately are taking control of their asset and their investment. If you want to get a better return on that investment, you likely get into it and take control of it rather than sort of passing it on to someone else and saying, I don't want to hear about it. And so from our perspective, it's somebody who has that entrepreneurial spirit who says, this is my investment and it's going to return an income and I'm going to look after it. 
Uh, and as you mentioned, there's some pretty big numbers in this country. We're a property obsessed nation. And so you do sort of see that 25% and it's sort of creeping up to about 33% of the market who are self-managing. And of course, you'd expect me to say that there's tailwinds behind that. And we think that number is going to grow exponentially over the next few years. So from a self-manager's point of view, it's all about that entrepreneurial spirit and taking control of your investment. From my personal perspective, I very much like what I described. I sort of in my mid-20s bought my first investment property. I took one look at the property manager, I took one look at the management agreement and just thought, there's got to be a better way. I, I can do this myself. Not only am I going to save, but just from a trust and a, if you like, quality of output, I was very confident that I could do a good job. And sure enough, I went and I learned and I figured it out and found that family and friends and friends of friends were asking, hey, you do it yourself. How, how do you do this? Or how do you do that? Can you, can you just help me? Um, and that really got me started in, in Rent Better because I could tell that there was this huge demand for doing it, for people doing it themselves. There just weren't the right tools and methods for doing it. Yeah, very good point. So you've touched on this uh, already, but I'd like you to expand on it a bit if you can. Uh, so based on on your research, how many property owners and landlords are self-managing in Australia? So look, it's a great question. And, and you know, there's many ways to skin a cat, right? But if you, if you sort of look at the headline numbers that get quoted regularly, and you can see this from ATO, um, Australian Tax Office um, statistics, there's about 2 million landlords in this country with about 3 million rental properties. Yep. If, you, if you sort of go back a couple of years ago, the ATO did a really good deep dive on um, tax or individual tax results. And if you look at the numbers, and again, there's a bit of analysis behind it, but you sort of come out with about 26, 27% of the market is self-managing. Yep. Um, and then REA actually did a study about 18 months ago, um, and they came out with numbers that were sort of much higher and sort of over a two, three-year horizon, uh, it's gone from that 26, 27% to about 33% or a third of the market. Um, and of course, again, if you look at what favours us, we'll sort of start to say, well, that's, you know, as you mentioned, 400 to 600,000 or thereabouts landlords. But if you just look at that average growth rate, it's sort of six, 7% per annum and moving towards self-management. And, and it makes total sense in this environment, right? People are sort of looking towards tech platforms. People are being a bit more thrifty in this environment. So uh, we think that number's set to continue and maybe not as extreme as travel agents, but certainly on the path to sort of more online and more DIY. Yeah, awesome. It's a, a, a big number and a, and a growing trend clearly. And I, I guess uh, just looking at the number of baby boomers who are sort of uh, got significant portfolios and in coming into the retirement phase of their journey, then self-managing uh, is, is something of an interest that's protecting their own asset. It, it actually makes perfect sense. So, so tell us, what are the main drivers for landlords choosing to self-manage as you see it and why are they doing it? And what type of landlord does Rent Better typically work with? It's, a, it's a, a great question and a lot of a lot of relevant points. I think look, the, the two things that we often talk about are cost and control. And so the first being uh, looking for a way to reduce the cost base of your actual asset or your investment so that you can get a better return. It's, of course, in Australia, second nature to look for capital growth and capital gains when investing in property. But of course, as you would know and your, and your audience would well know, actually the cost of carrying that investment over time you've got it is meaningful too. So- yeah. We think there's obviously a way to reduce it, get you into your next property sooner um, and uh, 
certainly by nature of reducing that amount. And it's in the vicinity of about 2000 a year that we think um, our customers are saving per property per year. So many properties over many years, it's really meaningful. Yeah. Um, so, so look, cost is the first one. Control is the second one, which is just simply where a landlord or someone who's obviously had the experience of someone else managing it might just say, look, there's a, you know, there's a bunch of stuff on transparency. There's a bunch of stuff on communication. I didn't quite understand why this happened. My tenants turned way more frequently than I expected. The arrears weren't reported to me. I didn't find out till six weeks later. So look, you know, it's easy to be sort of fear mongering in this space, but I genuinely believe that landlords who run investment properties want to know what's going on. Um, and so a platform like ours provides full transparency. And I think the third underlying piece there is trust. And this is one that, you know, we'll often go back. There's a Roy Morgan survey that runs every year that sort of assesses different professions and who are the highest perceived in terms of trust. Uh, unfortunately, real estate and property professionals tend to fall pretty low consistently in that ranking. Um, and again, no fault of any individual, but ultimately, if you've got a large portfolio and a very high coverage ratio and low quality tech, and you're trying to do lots of things, you don't really have much choice but to be reactive. And it's, you know, it's, it's no sort of poking anyone in the eye. It's just a fact of life that if you've got a lot on, you can't actively manage that portfolio properly and people fall by the wayside. Uh, and you certainly see you again you'd know this probably better than most the actual average cost or the average sort of revenue or received per property is declining and margins are declining so service is deteriorating um so we, we sort of see people looking for again better cost better quality um and control and ultimately a experience in a sort of a system that they trust rather than a person they feel might let them down um, what we've seen in terms of who is the perfect client for us, well, anyone who, who owns an investment property is a starting point. What we typically have seen, and I'll be very honest, when we started this business, we thought it was going to be the shift out of baby boomer generation into the younger generation that was going to drive our business. And as you and your audience would well know, it's not easy to get a property in this country. You have to work pretty hard to save up and get a deposit. So somewhere of 60% plus of investment properties are owned by a 50 plus segment. And therein lies the secret to, I think, our success, which is that it is that um, group or that cohort of 50 plus who have the properties, who are looking to protect their retirement income, who have been around the block and seen what happens when their property is managed elsewhere and are absolutely loving the ability to take control and save some money while they do it. So um, we've definitely seen a rise in the number of younger professionals who are coming into the investment market certainly a big big chunk of our book of business has come from those experienced property investors who just basically um have, have understood how this stuff works um yeah it's excellent uh, it's a uh, a growing segment so uh, tell us then for those that are interested in self-managing better how do landlords get started with rent better then jeremy well, we have a number of tools to help. We actually have a workshop series that guides people through it. But most importantly, the whole product and the whole platform is designed to guide you through. So whether you're a first time uh, self-manager who's just looking for a tenant because you've had a turn of the property, or whether you've made a decision that it's time for you to move on and do it yourself, uh, you'll certainly see on the landing page at rentbetter.com.au that there's a bunch of tools, whether there's an ebook or a switching from your agent kit or a pricing report. We've got a whole range of tools to help you. Um, but if you just click get started on the beginning, on, on the landing page of the website, you'll find that it will guide you through the setup process. Um, we don't say that our service is 24-7, but it largely is. There's always someone there to help you. So I think you'll find that even, even the 
you know, someone who's a little bit hesitant to get going will find it's a really positive experience. And if you were to look up our reviews online, you'll see that, you know, service is a badge of honour to us. Our NPS has been consistently 80 plus over the time of the business, which for an industry which typically has negative NPS, it's been a pretty good result for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, congratulations on that. Well, thank look, you. I really want to thank you for opening Private Landlord's Eyes to this opportunity, Jeremy, and thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Thanks, Jeremy. Well, if you're an existing or potential landlord who has the time and expertise to self-manage your rental properties and you're looking to do it better, reach out to Jeremy and his team at rentbetter.com.au. You're watching Realty Talk, your go-to place for all things property. Property deductions can save you thousands of dollars each year. To make sure you maximise deductions, you need to work with the most experienced quantity surveyor in the country. BMT Tax Depreciation is the leading specialist in the industry. They've completed over 700,000 tax deduction schedules for residential investment and commercial properties Australia-wide. BMT guarantee to find double your fee in the first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300 728 726 today for an obligation-free quote. Greetings and welcome. Now, with home ownership rates reaching record lows as housing costs continue to rise, alongside the election fever that's currently gripping the country, the old chestnut of decreasing housing affordability continues to grab the headlines, with, unfortunately, very few tangible solutions being offered. Until now, that is. A new startup has launched that is set to seriously disrupt and assist in solving the growing housing deposit hurdle, particularly for first home builders, where Coposit allows home buyers building a home to secure a property with just a $10,000 initial deposit and then pay the balance of the deposit while saving extra money over the life of the construction period. To discuss this further, Coposit CEO Chris Harris joins us again in part two of our special housing affordability feature. So welcome back to the show, Chris. Thank you, mate. Good to be back again. Always good, mate. Uh, now, we really enjoyed uh, what you shared with us in part one, so uh, can't wait to uh, extend that further. So uh, let's sort of go back to where it all started and, and get your thoughts on how Coposit actually did begin. Yeah, look, um, so my my experience previously has been in property and, and I've seen firsthand some of the issues that people have faced when trying to get into the property market. And I think that's led to the creation of Coposit where we're actually able to help people get into the market and break down some of those barriers which stops people from getting into the market. And, you know, the deposit is that really that first barrier that is a massive wall for people to jump over, you know, to try and get into the property market. And Coposit breaks that down completely to enable a faster, smoother way to get into the market. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so the, the, the obvious question that's going to be on a lot of listeners' lips is where is Coposit currently available? Absolutely. Look, at the moment, we're, we're expanding fast. So we're going to be in Queensland very soon, but we're in New South Wales, ACT and Victoria at the moment. We've got six current projects on live on the app since October of last year launching. There's about another 20 to come on, we think, by the end of June. So it's a really exciting space. We're a very fast-growing platform at the moment. So, you know, there's projects in Sydney, there's projects in ACT, projects in Victoria with some of the best developers in the country um, looking to come on. Uh, so watch this space in terms of our expansion, but it is going to be available on the Eastern Seaboard within the next month or so. Yeah, Brent, uh, can't wait to see that happen. So how do purchasers actually access co-posit available properties then, Chris? Yeah, look, um, download the app. That's the easiest way to 
to access the property. So Coposit is a marketplace as well where you, where you can search properties, you can make inquiries which go through to the project marketers or the sales agent team that are appointed by the developer. The developer also loads their projects on and you know it's, it's available throughout the throughout the country and, and downloaded on the App Store or Google Play Store. Yeah, that's uh, very easy to do. So uh, what are the future plans for Coposit then uh, above and beyond what you're currently doing? Look, our initial plans are to, to go national, um, so obviously across Australia. But what we've identified and seen, you know, this problem is not isolated to Australia. Um, it's not just Australians feeling the pinch about trying to get into the property market. So we do definitely see international opportunities and expansion models. I think what's really key is some of our developer clients are actually driving this growth as well. Um, we've got one client who's got a project in Sydney and they've also got a project in Bali, for example, and they've said, look, Coposit would be great in Bali. On the flip side, we've also got another developer that's got a project in the UK. So, you know, they've also said, we'd love to launch this in the UK. So I think our journey is going to be very much, um, you know, not dictated, but very much driven by where the developer demand is together with the problems that purchasers face when trying to get into market and the deposit issues. So there's definitely some international expansion plans in the, in the, in the talks at the moment. Um, but Australia is very much our focus, um, particularly the Eastern seaboard where, you know, property has gone up 20, 30% in some locations and it's made it ever more harder for people to get into the property market. Yeah. Well, what about the existing front, mate? I know the focus on the moment is in the new build stock and I can understand the reasons why. Is there any thoughts around uh, trying to leverage Coposit into uh, existing property opportunities? Look, there definitely are. I mean, some of the major challenges that we've seen at the moment with Coposit's model is, you know, it's anything with a lead time. So the existing property market is definitely something that we're looking at. But I think what we're finding as well, particularly in locations, you know, central locations like Sydney or even Victoria um, in Melbourne City, some of the locations, you know, we're talking million dollar, $2 million properties, you know, three or $4 million properties. So the primary market that we're trying to help get into is first-time buyers and whatnot, and yeah. they can't afford two or $3 million properties in any case. So we're yeah. trying to really help the people that really need it at this point, which is first-time buyers, owner-occupiers and downsizers to, to capture the market. Um, but there is ways that we can help the existing property market. I think that's, again, something that we're looking at developing and adopting at some stage in the future. Yeah, very promising and very exciting, Chris. So uh, thanks again for taking the time to share with us uh, on the show today. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Chris. So there you go. If uh, you or someone you know is struggling to save enough deposit to secure a new build property as values continue to increase and run away from you, feel free to reach out to Chris and the team at Coposit on coposit.com.au. You're watching Realty Talk, your go-to place for all things property. Successful property investment is a game of finance. Do you have the right team and the right game plan? Realty Talk is brought to you by Know How Property. More than mortgage brokers, Bushy Martin and his team of investment architects set you up with a sustainable strategy structured to lower your costs, tax, risk and stress while increasing your capacity for growth. KnowHow has helped over 1,900 homeowners and investors secure more than $800 million in property wealth. So get set to live more, work less, and live your legacy. Want to know how to invest in your freedom? Visit knowhowproperty.com.au. Hi and welcome. 
Now, for as long as I can remember, the slow, arduous, pedantic and expensive process of administering payments at the end of the month via a trust account has been the only solution available to property managers when it comes to collecting rent, managing bills and paying tradespeople, which adds considerable time-consuming headaches, as well as payment delays for landlords and investors. Until now, that is, because the innovative platform called ManageDat is changing real estate payments and processes forever. And co-founder Tom Richards joins us in a special two-part feature to discuss the details. So welcome to Realty Talk, Tom. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great to have you on. Now, mate, uh, to kick things off, uh, give us a, a quick snapshot on Managed App and how direct payments work. Yeah, so Managed App started purely as a payment business. We wanted to break into the real estate space, but we wanted to do something that was quite different to launch the business uh, to start with. Uh, so payments was the the part for me that was right for disruption. Uh, as you said, it was uh, it's very manual. Uh, it's very inefficient. The banking tech had come a long way since those trust accounting platforms and processes were designed. Um, so we saw a huge opportunity there. Uh, so that was why we built that first. Um, and essentially our direct payment system is a series of digital wallets, um, which allow users and payments to flow directly between stakeholders in the ecosystem without ever going via the agency. Right. So it's a bit like PayPal for property is what is that what yeah, I'm hearing? Very good analogy. Actually, that's one I use quite often myself. Um, it's kind of like a hybrid between internet banking and, and your PayPal or, or any e-commerce platform. It just applied to the property management workflows because there are quite a few intricate ones uh, in the day-to-day life of a PM when it comes to payments uh, that we had to customize it for. Yeah, awesome. No, that sounds perfect. So uh, what are the benefits for both property management agencies and landlords uh, by uh, using the Managed App platform? Yeah, well, landlords, first and foremost, they get the visibility. Um, so it's just clarity on payments. For me personally, I mean, I bank with CBA. Um, I have my internet banking on my phone. I've never looked at my statement, but I haven't, I haven't looked at a personal banking statement in, in decades uh, because I don't need to because I, I know exactly what's going on. I'd be very surprised if if anyone listening could would look at their personal internet banking statement and be not 100% confident on what's gone on recently right? because they're connected to it. Um, whereas a property, you're getting these statements which have debits and credits and ledger items and, and, uh, and journal entries and effective dates and all these really strange things that just aren't really uh, seen anywhere else. So that clarity and the, and the visibility on what's going on is one. Uh, being able to set alerts and personalized notifications, but also get that money instantly. That's a huge thing for a lot of investors. I don't want my money sitting in somebody's trust account for the best part of a month when it can be my offset reducing the interest I pay on my home loan. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. No, that uh, real win-wins for everyone involved from that perspective. Yeah. Now, given the legalities normally associated with the whole trusting trust accounting arena, uh, how is Managed App legal then, mate? So Managed App isn't giving agencies a tool to use. It's essentially removing the middleman. So money still starts and ends at the same place. At the end of the day, tenant still pays rent, agency still gets paid, tradies still get paid, and the landlord still receives their money. It just Because of the technology we've got now, our system does it via logic as opposed to an agency having to manually move that money around. So nobody in our ecosystem ever actually touches even a dollar of somebody else's money. Nobody sees any other personal banking details. Currently under trust accounting, uh, uh, in a trust accounting system, you might have hundred, uh, a couple of hundred, a thousand BSBN account numbers available to anyone in the organization, a massive security risk. So with our system, with the way we've designed it, nobody's touching that money. So it's the fastest, most secure and safest way to transact. 
Yeah, I love it. Now, uh, you've already mentioned the speed that it Im- improves uh, the whole exercise. So how fast are they managed at payments then, Tom? So with our, there are a number of different payment methods. We didn't want to remove all the payment methods that are currently available just because people get attached to them, people are comfortable with them. Um, certain government departments only pay out via certain methods. Um, so you can't just have everyone paying with a mobile number or pay ID, all the latest stuff. Um, but the new payments platform and, and open banking and how uh, all these organisations are starting to work together mean that four out of our five payment methods in for a tenant are instant. Um, and if you're really one of the major institutions that bank with that MPP platform, then we can have instant disbursements out. So the bulk of our transactions, the moment the tenant pays, it's in that landlord's account five seconds later. Mate, that's extremely exciting, Tom. And uh, I really want to thank you for opening our eyes to this massive innovation. And thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Tom. Well, if getting paid quickly and easily without the headaches is important to you as a landlord or a property manager, and you want to eliminate the dreaded end of month nightmare that's normally associated with all this, make sure you investigate Managed App at managedapp.com.au. Stay with us for more here on Realty Talk. Greetings and welcome. Now this week we conclude our special focus on the critical importance of property management to your investment success by giving you the questions that you need to ask potential property managers in order to select and ensure that you've engaged the best one and a great one. Now that you have a better understanding of what their answers actually mean in the context of the critical property management principles that we've covered on the show over the last couple of months. Because when it comes to interviewing property managers, it's often what they don't say that's just as important. So being able to read between the lines is very critical here. So before I break down the list of questions, Let's start by reinforcing a summary of the perfect property manager profile. The property manager who is actually managing your property will be a property investor themselves who's been managing properties for the office for more than two years and has been in the industry for over three years minimum. They operate on an end-to-end portfolio basis, managing no more than 120 properties, all within 20 minutes of their office location, supported by a proprietary cloud-based property management software system with three to four documented routine inspections a year. Property leasing is handled separately by a dedicated leasing manager. They operate in an office that has less than 5% rent arrears, tenant applications are processed within 24 hours, and the average vacancy days is a maximum of 14 from advertising through to actual tenant occupation. And the office is a dedicated and specialist property management business that isn't a add-on appendage or afterthought to a property sales office. So now that you have a better understanding of what to look out for and what's important in selecting a property manager, let me share with you the questions that my awesome partner in all things, Sonia, asks of all the property management offices she interviews when we're screening the best property manager in locations that our investors are purchasing properties. You need to start with the overall business details with these opening questions. Who are they and how long have they been in business? And to warm things up, ask them their thoughts on the local tenant demographic and the property profile in the area around where you've bought a property or you're looking to buy. Next, you need to understand their structure. Ask, are you a property management only business or are you attached to a sales office? Is property management a dedicated business unit? 
How is the office structured? Is it pod, task, or portfolio? Is leasing separated? How many do you have on your team and what are their roles? How long has the existing team been in place? How many properties does the office manage? And how many properties does each property manager manage? What's the percentage of properties managed in the suburb or area where your property is located? What's the proximity of the office to your property? Who will personally manage all aspects of your property? How long have they been in business? How many years have they been in property management? Are they a property investor themselves? Next, we turn to listing and leasing. What's your listing process? How are leasing inquiries and viewings handled? What's the current number of properties that are up for lease now or on your available rentals list? What are the average days on market from advertising to actual lease start date? What property leasing and management software do you use? Who shows potential tenants through our investment property? How do you provide a prompt appointment setting service for tenants? What's your philosophy and approach on marketing a rental property? How are prospective tenant applications processed? What's your guaranteed turnaround time for processing an application? Will you provide me a copy of the full tenant application and references? Will I be consulted before you approve a tenant application? Next, we turn to day-to-day -day management questions. What property management systems do you use? What's your process for dealing with rent arrears? And what's your average percentage of rent arrears? What's your process for repairs and maintenance? At what price point do you believe a quote is warranted? Are all your repairs and maintenance and service providers fully licensed? Now, this is important to protect your landlord insurance when a claim is made. Next, how often will you inspect our property? What reports can I expect? When do you pay my monies into our bank account? How often will you communicate with me and in what form? If I leave a message for you, in what time frame can I expect a return call? What support systems do you have in place if my property manager is either sick or is on leave? And finally, we then turn to their fee structure. What's your percentage management fee? What additional fees do you charge? Is there a letting fee when new tenants move in? Now, noting that this is generally one to two weeks rent. Is there a lease renewal fee for lease extensions? How often am I charged this? Do you charge a monthly statement fee? Is there a cost for end of financial year reports? Do you charge for inspections? Are there any maintenance fees? What's the cost to prepare and attend tribunal hearings? And the last question, are there any other fees? Now, if you take the time to go through this level of due diligence, it's going to signal to the property manager that you're a serious investor and then you know what you're talking about. And there you have it, your instant and intimate guide to all things property and property management. And for more deep dives on the importance of all things property management, look out for my great conversations on both Realty Talk and the Get Invested podcast with the likes of Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training, along with Lauren Robertson from Rental Results and Jamie Billowell from the Code Property Group. That's more food for thought. Have a great week. Remember to always get invested in your future. And I look forward to sharing with you again very soon. 
Property depreciation is the natural wear and tear of a building and its assets. Property investors can claim depreciation as a tax deduction each financial year. Depreciation is a non-cash deduction. This means you don't need to spend any money in order to claim it. On average, BMT tax depreciation find residential investors almost $9,000 in first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300-728-726 today for an obligation-free quote. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. Another big thanks to our guests, Jeremy Goldschmidt, Chris Ferris, and Tom Richards. And to make sure that you don't miss an episode of Australia's longest running and most popular online property show, subscribe to Realty Talk Now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen. And make sure you sign up on the realty.com.au homepage to get a free copy of my book, Get Invested, to ensure that you get every episode in your inbox every week. And while you're there, make sure you check out one of Australia's most extensive range of properties for sale from over 7,000 agents nationally, where you're going to find properties that aren't listed anywhere else. Thanks again to realty.com.au and BMT Tax Appreciation for their ongoing support. I'm Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance. Remember to always get invested and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Miss something in this week's show or want to catch up on past shows? Do it anytime at realty.com.au where we connect buyers, sellers and agents differently. 